Welcome to the Savvy Scribe Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Before we start the show, if you're interested, we have a free Facebook group called Savvy Nurse Writer Community. I appreciate you following and listening to me today. And I would love if you would subscribe via iTunes. And if you love our show, can I ask you for a review? Select ratings and reviews and write a review. It's that simple. I would love to read your review and it helps other nurses like you find our podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome to another episode of the Savvy Scribe Podcast. Today I'm here with Laura Lynn Mears. She has a PhD in molecular biology and she's sharing today the best practices as a scientific health freelance writer. She is also the host of the Women in Tech Like a Boss podcast, which I had the pleasure of being on. So let's listen to this conversation. You guys are going to have a lot to take away and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Savvy Scribe Podcast, a podcast for healthcare professionals who want to build a profitable writing business. I'm your host, Janine Kalbach. I'm a wife, mother of two incredible boys, labor and delivery nurse who created my own profitable writing business back in 2015, and I'm ready to share my secrets along the way with some help from some incredible guests. My goal is to help you open up your creative mind with my podcast, courses, and Facebook group, the Savvy Scribe Collective, to help you build your own profitable writing business. So let's take a listen. With the summer being a pandemic summer, I decided to start the Kelbach Life Skills Camp with my children. Oh, they were thrilled, let me tell you. <laughs> One of the things we did was Instacart shop for people with my 15-year-old. I didn't take the little guy with us, but he wanted to get a job. And I was like, you know what? let's make this fun because he couldn't get a job quite yet. He was a little too young. And I really didn't want him working with the public right when this pandemic hit. So we started Instacart shopping. And let me tell you, I love Instacart myself because they deliver my groceries straight to my door from the grocery shop right down the road. So you can choose whichever grocery shop is within your distance. It doesn't even have to be groceries. You can actually just do pharmaceutical kind of stuff or whatever. Target has it. And all you do is pick out your groceries and they deliver them like within an hour. It's awesome. So camp life skills through Kelbach Life Skills Camp got my son actually navigating the grocery store and figuring out how to do these things. I thought it was so fun. He did too. It was a little bonding experience. We were able to help people during the pandemic and he got a little bit of money from it. So I want to share this with you guys because if you've never used Instacart, it's going to save you a ton of time. So if you go to thesavvyscribepodcast.com slash instacart. And it's not instant, it's insta, like Instagram, instacart. And get your $10 when you sign up. So again, it's thesavvyscribepodcast.com slash instacart. Welcome, Savvy Scribes, to another episode. Today, my guest is Laura Lynn. Welcome to the show. Hey, Janine. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. And first, I just want to talk to you about your, you know, path into scientific and healthcare writing. But I also want to mention, even in the beginning of the show, because we always say this to the end of the show, that Laura Lynn has her own podcast. Tell me first about that. Absolutely. So it's called Women in Tech Like a Boss. And the whole point of it is to shine the light on all of these incredible women who are making a difference in so many people's lives. And I ask them a bunch of personal and professional development questions and keep it kind of fun. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Now let's transition a little bit into what did your career look like? 
Well, if I described it, it would look like, oh, let's see, a hockey stick where someone scrambled all the way up to the top very, very quickly, then jumped off a cliff, fell into a thorny jungle with laughing hyenas, clawed her way out, and then is now back on the straight and narrow. So that's kind of the analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Like, well, we are storytellers, right? So in real speak, though, what it uh, started off out as with me as a PhD scientist, only because my parents said I wasn't allowed to go to journalism school. And they're like, you need to get a real degree. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll become a PhD scientist. Why not? I like science and math. So I did that, slaved away at the bench, realized I don't really want to be here. I'm so much you know, happier when I'm writing and talking about concepts and translating those technical and scientific concepts across different groups from like commercial groups to software engineers to scientists. And so that was the path that I set upon. And then along the way, I kept getting pushed into sales because people were like, oh, come on, you're good. You're a good communicator. You get along with people. Go in sales, go in sales. And that took me off the path. And that's the laughing hyenas, thorny jungle that I referred to. And then I'm like, enough. And then back on track. Love it. Love it. What, um, what did you do before you went off on your own a little bit to the writing as a scientist? Um, what did you do in that sector? Who'd you, I don't want to say who you work for. You don't have to say the company, but kind of what your job was. So I've always been in that content marketing side, trying to craft the different strategies and campaigns and all of the technical you know, and scientific bits that go along with that, from writing the scientific articles to writing the marketing campaigns. Because in, in life sciences, and I've worked for like a lot of biotechs and a lot of startups, it's all about sort of anti-marketing marketing, where the only way to stay credible is to stick to the facts. Sure, sure. Well, cool. I'm glad you went back on track again. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what? So then did you start your own business then? I did. So the couple of things happened, you know, like sort of life changes, blah, blah, you know, all that sort of good stuff inherited a couple of fantastic step kids and they needed a lot of time. So I couldn't be on an airplane every week as I was, you know, racking up hundreds of thousands of miles every year for, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years prior to that. So slowed down, started to set things up, work on my own and freelance. Very good. Now, that sounds like it wasn't a big deal to you, but to a lot of people, (laughs) which I'm sure you're making it sound like it wasn't a big deal, but I'm sure it was was a big deal to just say like, okay, I'm just going to start my own business now, freelancing, here I go. Were you scared? What pushed you? Did you have support? Oh, yeah. So let's not make this like sound overly glamorous. So the reality was, right, once you start creeping, you know, north of 40, companies look at you and go, ooh, you're expensive and we can make you redundant. So that nonsense was happening, especially within sales, which is just absolutely vicious. And that kind of was moving me along. And I thought, you know what, I'm tired of responding to everybody else's agenda and timeline. And you're expected to be always on, you know, pretty much 24 seven on a plane, you know, getting up at two 30 in the morning to whip down a Newark airport. I mean, it was just, it was getting really nuts. And so that was a piece of it. And no, it wasn't easy to walk away from pretty freaking amazing income to just about nothing for a long right. time. That was not easy, but I had my hands full, like with the kids and uh, the stepkids specifically, new relationship, had made, you know, a big move, uh, switched states. And I needed to kind of settle into all of that and find my own groove. And that took a while. So no, it wasn't easy. It was bumpy. There were dark days where I questioned like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? You know, secured some large contracts, which were temporary full-time, you know, kind of contracts. And I was like, no, no, no. 
I know what I need to do. And this isn't it. Very good. I mean, kudos to you to have the strength to just be like, no, I'm going to take my happiness path instead of the income path because that's easy to do. And kudos to you to be able to just travel for a job. Geez, when I just, we just got back from Florida like a month ago and just traveling for a day. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I didn't even do anything. I just sat there. <laughs> like, I don't like it. <laughs> so kudos to you for being one of those travelers. And who knows, even if you stuck with that now, who knows what you would have had with COVID and everything with the travel stops. So good thing you got your own thing going. Oh, that's true. Plus, I've been so accustomed to like working from home and remotely. I've been doing it since like, well, you know, really date myself here since the turn of the last century. So it's been forever. And I've been yeah. very comfortable with it. You know, I've always been tied into tech, you know, Silicon Valley, you know, wrote that dot com dot bomb. And they were way ahead of the curve on remote working, you know, way back then. So that was fine. And I loved actually all of the flying parts because it was just totally focused concentration. I mean, most of the time I spent an airplane was pre-Wi-Fi. So I'd have no interruptions and I could just crank and just hammer out all kinds of stuff. That's true. I, I will say when we are traveling, that was one thing I did. I was like on my laptop or just reading, just reading a book or something like that. That is always a nice thing. So transitioning a little bit, you know, you've been doing this for a while and you're an excellent writer. Can you give us some steps to becoming a better writer? Just the craft itself. We'll be right back. You guys, I wrote a book and it's launched and I want you to check it out. Go over to Amazon, look for Savvy Nurse Writer. It'll come up right away, but it's called Savvy Nurse Writer, a nurse's blueprint for starting a profitable freelance health writing business. We have lots of reviews, all five stars, top new release in the first week it was launched and I want to share it with the world. So head on over to Amazon.com, search Savvy Nurse Writer, and get your copy today. Well, what I always like to do is to start with the net net. So, and that means think about, you know, the purpose, right? Why are you writing it? Who's going to be reading it? And why do they care? And that really keeps you focused. And if you need to write that down, you know, at the top of your page as you're writing, and think, all right, and every time you start to stray, come back to that and go, oh, wait, 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 I'm off track. Let me get refocused on this and who it's for and why it's valuable. Because everybody's got so many options that they can read today, but no one really has the time. I mean, even in a pandemic era, right? I mean, people have got stuff to do. So stay on point. That's one of the, I, I think, best steps to becoming a better writer. The other thing is to try to find your groove. So some people, you know, write really well, you know, in the wee hours of the night right? They're night owls and they like to just crank through. Other people, they like to, you know, get up really early, watch that sunrise, grab a coffee or tea and sit down. We'll find that groove and stick to that because that kind of consistency will also help you in your writing versus trying to like, oh, I'm so like tired. It's mid-afternoon. I need a nap. And then you're trying to sit down and write and it's just, it's not going to come. You're just going to exacerbate the writer's block that is already seeping in there anyway from trying to write day after day. Agreed. When's your best time? The funny thing is, like, I'm a night owl and a morning person. So, like, the answer is most of it, it's the morning. So I like to get up really early, wake up the dogs, do all that sort of good stuff with them, and get started by 6, 6.30 in the morning at my desk, crank away. It's before the whole household wakes up and all the chaos begins. And I can get a ton of stuff done, great focus. And I think I do my best writing then. But when I'm 
like on point and purpose. Like when I wrote my book earlier this year on um, the uh, COVID-19, the battle for humanity and how science saved us, that was really as a result of sort of a fit, a number of things that I saw. And I just felt so compelled to write that I just worked day and night. (laughs) <laughs> for nice. a couple of weeks and just, just, you know, basically didn't sleep, didn't shower. You know, I ate while I was on my laptop. There were like <laughs> so many crumbs and smears and you know, whatever, but I was just compelled. And so it just depends on what I'm doing. And if it's a passion project, like I'm unstoppable, like I the hour it. of the day doesn't matter. Well, like you said, a couple weeks. So you wrote the book in a couple weeks. Yeah. Good it just you. came out. Like it just, it ha- it was burning. Like I, I can't explain you it. Had like to I write, write it every day. <laughs> I did. Cause I, I just, I had to condemn the xenophobia that was going rampant. And I really had to shine the spotlight on the scientists who were toiling away, sleeping in their labs. They were doing all of this stuff. And, you know, this was, this was published at the, um, actually, I started writing at the beginning of March. So this was still at the time where like scientists were just starting to come on the news and people were like, well, maybe. And then within a few weeks, people were like, yeah, whatever. If you can't cough up a vaccine in a couple of weeks, you're useless, right? We don't want you on the air. <laughs> Yeah, they were. Yeah, now they've been, you know, pretty much discounted, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, what do you mean the vaccine's delayed? It's like, oh my goodness, this is the fastest science has ever moved in history. Yeah. And then, the same, then there's the other people who are like, oh, I want a vaccine. I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm an anti-masker, right? Yes. I mean, yes. You're going to have choices. Yeah. You're, you're a nursing. You, you get all the stuff. We get You'll it. Do- we get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite tool? Obviously, you know, finding your groove is a tool in itself in a sense of like trying to figure out your mantra a little bit. But what's your favorite tool for, you know, setting some goals and keeping productive in your day, like motivating yourself in a sense? too. Hey guys, I have a free masterclass coming up, Health Writing Business Foundations for Nurse Writers on March 1st at 2 p.m. Eastern or March 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern. You are going to learn a lot in this class. Come join us, SavvyNurseWriter.com slash free class to get your ticket. And just so you know, seats are limited. So get your ticket now, SavvyNurseWriter.com slash free class. Thanks. Well, I got a couple of things. So with respect to productivity, like I'm old school, like every morning I start off with my post-it note or scrap paper because I'm like really big on like recycling and trying to, you know, fell as few trees as possible every year. But uh, so I take my little notes like that's what I have to get done today. And then I go to my Trello boards. I love those because I've got multiple clients and I like to be able to go and refer and say, okay, I've got that. And there's just something so satisfying about either like moving a card, you know, off to the completed or crossing it off like, Isn't it? like big X's, you know, on your post-it <laughs> note. Like I love doing that. So that's a really big productivity thing. The other thing I do is time block. And that is so essential because you've got to set aside time every week, you know, otherwise your invoices or you're hunting for new clients or any of that. It's so easy to just say, all right, yeah, I'll just skip that. And then you skip it a couple of weeks in a row and boy, oh boy, you know, you're, you're underwater. So time block. And then with respect to goal setting, I like to use New Year's Eve. Like the whole concept of doing exactly this same thing that I'm doing right now, this time next year is terrifying. <laughs> so, so I really think about, all right, with New Year's coming, with my goals that I had set for 2020, like, okay, yeah, there were a few, you know, interruptions and unexpected things. And, but like, how do I get as close 
to those as possible. So I really like to think about it, you know, almost monthly. Am I tracking towards it? What do I need to change? What do I need to shift? And then use that New Year's toast celebration to applaud what I've done for the year before, but also to think about, all right, what are my goals for the year ahead? Yes, definitely. And it's hard as like an entrepreneur and like a writer just trying to think of your goals ahead without jumping on those goals before, you know, you really have a plan in place. And then the other side of it, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do this until everything's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's a delicate balance, but goal setting for sure is important. And I agree with you. I like, I do like the yearly goal setting, but even today I went Facebook live and, you know, it's our last quarter of the year. So I was like, okay, people try to think this last 12 weeks, you know, what you could do, what little quick wins you can get in your own business or yourself or your personal life and just, just meet it in 12 weeks, whatever that is. And, you know, those little wins make you productive and motivated to keep going. Right. And then go for bigger ones, right? Because the little ones become cumulative and you're like, all right, well, I did all those things. I am capable. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that patience and hard work and, you know, things will pay off. How long do you think a writer should wait? Like, what do you mean by hard work? How long did you have to wait before you really felt like, okay, this is going to work. This freelancing is going to work. Well, it took longer than I thought. I guess it does for so many things, right? We all have, you know, either grand delusions or I don't know, false expectations that you think, oh, okay, I'll hang up my little flag like, oh, okay, toasted marshmallow has arrived. I'm here, you know, come <laughs> hire me. And, and then you don't get the calls. You get the odd referral, you get some work, but that's the whole nature of freelancing and that you keep moving forward and then you finally get one gig or you get so, you know, sort of fully ensconced in that one opportunity, whatever you're writing for, particularly me, I write a lot of scientific grants and scientific papers and these kinds of things are, you know, pretty challenging because you've got a lot of moving, pardon me, a lot of moving parts. And then you've also got to think about sort of the depth of the science and all of that. And so, you know, they take a little headspace and then you'll stop, you know, hunting for new clients or whatever. And then you're like, oh, and then you've got that leg. And so what I had to realize early on, but I didn't, it took me a long time, was that how you have to keep doing all of those things in parallel. Because if you're not constantly working on your pipeline, those leg spaces are going to be greater than you expected. And it's also really trying to zone in on your niche. Like what exactly do you write and what types of clients do you write for? And with me, I'm a bit, you know, sort of bright, shiny new object syndrome. And I was getting started. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. You're selling a new product, armpit pads. Great. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> and I mean, that's it's legit, right? Like, this is the stuff I was, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I need to streamline and focus. And it took over a year to really sure. get to that level of streamlining focus and confidence to be able to say, okay, you know, I've got this. I'm going to plant my flag in the grant writing space, you know, and scientific papers. Like, that's it. Did you have any mentors along the way? Yeah, I've had all kinds of mentors, you know, along the way, sort of like different phases, different kinds of, uh, I guess, reasons to go to and really looked up to just strong role models that I've had in my career. One of the things, though, that I find more challenging is that as a freelancer, you don't have that same sort of level of access as you do when you're working within a, an organization and have day-to-day -day exposures or chances and that. So I really feel myself drawn to conferences and events, which of course, you know, COVID's put a ripple in that too. And it's too easy to become isolated and withdrawn. So you have to proactively 
be going out there to try to keep your potential mentors or at least the people that influence you that you respect and look up to to have interaction with them so that you can continue to learn you know and be inspired love that yeah that's i i think you know networking or just being in a tribe of your people really is you know how you're going to push yourself even more especially in those dark days like you were saying it's definitely harder when you know, you just have a bad day sometimes and, you know, the pitches aren't taken. Someone doesn't like something. You have to revise something all in like one day. You're like, this is it. I, I yeah. just, this, I need to just go back to the hospital, you know, work there. <laughs> but, you know, I like that you have some insight and you've been doing this for a while because I think that shows that if you really want something, go and do it and follow your heart. And follow yeah, your family too, you, you know, your life a little bit and your life needed you at home. That's right. And it's just, it's also where I needed to, you know, shake things up because, you know, what I'm really trying to do is also fuel like a side uh, business, which I want to become sort of my main line. I'm trying to start an ed tech, which is yeah, Tell on... me about that. Tell me about that. What, <laughs> well, what's I the side thing? Like, derail your, uh, your podcast here. No, Jean, you're totally but... not. Go for it. I want to hear it. Well, it's called Steer Us, and what we're building is an edtech platform that's really a power skills academy designed for students to have access to the coaching for the soft skills like they need, like for success in work, at life, at school, because they're not getting that. Sure, all the execs get coaching, you know, the elite athletes get coaching, but what about all the students? Like, this is all the stuff. What about the normal people? <laughs> right. Right? It's and true. So, and and that's where we hope to extend one day into the well, quote unquote normal population, right? Like once you graduate. But right now we want to focus on the students. And I so love that. Toasted marshmallow is fueling the cost of Steerus. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, good. Well, I always like to do this little fun part of the podcast. And if you're ready, are you ready for this? I am here's, ready. Here's it's been question. fun all so far. Like, so like, yeah, keep going. Keep the fun all going. Right, so let's hear this. Let's hear three things that our audience might be surprised to know about you. Ooh, okay. I have renovated a couple of historic homes, including one mansion that was on the historical register, register, Ooh. I should say, and that was in Richmond, Virginia, and it killed me to leave, but that's a whole other sob story for, you know, another time. <laughs> Another thing is that I'm all about dogs and dog rescue and sort of all that good stuff. Now, the last couple of years, I've been full on with everything going on here. So I haven't had the time to volunteer at the shelters like I did. But I really do miss that, like running the dogs, bathing the dogs and just, you know, having some fun with them and giving them a little bit of levity so that they're better adjusted so that other people adopt them. So I'm all about that. The problem is every time I go into a shelter, I want to adopt like five dogs. So that was also good that I needed to you know, stop that for a little while because get a little busy in the household. Right. And the third thing is that I grew up in the great white north of Canada. So way up I could tell. I could tell you have the Canadian <laughs> accent. I could tell. Yes. And I hear your Midwest accent. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I grew up in the land of, uh, I don't know, for those that know, like Doug and Bob McKenzie, right? Like, you know, all that craziness. From uh, Rick Moranis, that was you know, yes. his debut. You know, now that he's come back around, I mean, that's how long ago it's been. But you know, there you go. <laughs> you still have your family up there? I do, and I haven't seen them since last American Thanksgiving. It's just horrible. Like, yeah, we video conference and stuff every it's day, not but the same. It's just brutal. Like, you, it's <sighs> just it's not possible to go up there because you have to, you know, obviously self quarantine in yep. isolation for two weeks, and then you can go engage with your family members. Well, I can't take a month off. 
Right, right. I know we um we tried to go to Maine this summer, and it was that that rule, and it was only because we were from Ohio and we weren't allowed to go to Maine because we had to self quarantine before we could even come back. We're like, what the? This is I feel discriminated against. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> but you know, it's it, it's just I don't know. Hopefully, one day we'll be back to a normal life in a sense of like being able to travel and explore places because especially with you with having family because that's family you know that mine was just for pleasure and enjoyment but yeah that's that's rough that's rough yeah that's very those are cool cool little facts how old are your stepkids uh they are 18 and 15 18 and 15 yes i got a 15 year old that's fun well, yeah, yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. time. Yeah, it's, it's been entertaining. And you said oh, you yeah. love dogs. Do you have any dogs now? Yes, we have two at home right now. What uh, what kind are they? Uh, one, well, both rescues. One is a golden retriever, and nice. the other is a treeing walker coonhound. Ooh. And, yeah, she's unfortunately on the 18th hole, though. She's, she's having oh, a hard time. She's getting yeah, older. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, maybe 13, 14 in there somewhere. Holy cow. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Tell us where people can find you, Lurlin. Oh, for sure. So LinkedIn. I am totally all about LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's Facebook, Instagram, and all the rest of that social stuff where people are actually social. No, I'm all about LinkedIn. Find me there, Lurlin Mears. And the other place you can look me up is that you can find me as a regular columnist on Grit Daily News. And soon I'll be on Thrive Global as well. So stay tuned there. And uh, finally, you can look at my blog, Toasted Marshmallow, like M-E, not Mallow. Oh, Toasted yeah. Marshmallow. Yeah, that's another place to come and find me. Perfect. Well, thank you again. And we will talk soon. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Janine. Really appreciated it. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thank you so that's much. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Savvy Scribe. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time. Again, thank you for listening. If you're ready to explore freelance writing as your next PRN job or even full time, I invite you to check out our Savvy Nurse Writer community on Facebook and visit SavvyNurseWriter.com to help you get started today.